Greetings, I'm Karen Colligan. Welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership Podcast. I'm the founder of a leadership organization called PeopleThink, where I created the Keep It Real Leadership Program that equips and elevates emerging and advancing leaders. It's all online and it can be done anywhere and it can be done at any time. What I know for sure is all leaders lead differently. And that's the beauty of leadership. It's so important to understand what your unique leadership style is. Now that word is worth repeating. Unique. Because everyone has their own leadership style, which will inform how you're going to help your team and your organization move forward. You got to be real and you got to be bold and you got to drive to take action. Because let's face it, people look to their leaders for vision. They look to their leaders for coaching and growth opportunities. That's why as a leader, you want to be crystal clear about your unique leadership style and competencies. The whole purpose of the Let's Talk Leadership Podcast is to speak to a variety of leaders who are in different industries with different titles at different levels to better understand their unique way of leading. We're going to ask each leader the same six questions so we can provide you with a diverse way of looking at leadership. We want you to find those treasures that will help you be the best leader only you can be. Let's get moving and talk to our next leadership guest. In this episode, I am thrilled to be speaking to Jennifer Vessels, who is the future ready innovator at Next Step Growth. We're going to hear all about Jennifer's approach to leadership. So Jennifer, welcome and thank you for being with us today. It is wonderful to be here. This topic of leadership growth and driving change for the future is near and dear to my heart. So it's an honor to be here and share. Oh, good. I love it. I can't wait to get started. And, and before we start talking about leadership, Jennifer, tell us a little bit about who you are and what Next Step Growth is really all about. And please, oh, please tell us about your title as Future Ready Innovator, because I cannot wait to hear all about what that's about. So, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jennifer. Excellent. So my background is heavily in helping companies, organizations, and people to grow and to change. I've done this in technology. I've done this in service businesses, industrial, consumer, transport, health businesses over the last 30 years. Wow. And some of that time has been as a leader in a company helping those organizations to grow, scale, build partners and change. Some of that has been building my own company mm -hmm. called Next Step based in Silicon Valley, where we work with companies around the globe in helping them to scale, but also helping them to adapt. Mm -hmm. Over the last 10 years, a lot of my focus has been in looking towards the future and anticipating and driving change to help our clients to be ready for the future. So in many of our clients' words, 
I am the innovator, mm. thinking, looking ahead, providing best practices, oftentimes providing collaboration opportunities, because in the future, which is changing by the moment, yes, it is. We, all, <laughs> we really all have to work together. We have to work together, learn from each other, and collaborate across different companies, different industries, and different geographies. Mm -hmm. yep. So exactly. I view future-ready innovation as being open, being willing to do things differently, and actually seeking out other diverse perspectives from people, companies, and organizations that are in very different places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so what's so interesting about what you're talking about and kind of explaining how that title evolved for you is you, you talk about anticipating. We're gonna get into this in a little bit and there's no way any of us could have anticipated. And then when you get here, you say something really important about being ready for change. So even if we hadn't anticipated this, if we're ready to make some changes in our business anyway, then we're that much further ahead than we would have been had we not been in this prep mode. And then when you think about, again, if I go back to what you've talked about is that whole seeking out a diverse way of thinking, because mm -hmm. if you're looking at going across companies, across industries and across geographies, we can't think the same, Jennifer, we have to think differently. And so it makes perfectly good sense, future, ready, innovator now now okay got it so that that's wonderful thank you for that clarification love it okay so so let's get in jennifer to our first question and you know i always think the best thing to do is really get into the person i'm speaking to's head around leadership i mean it's defined in a bazillion different ways there are eight bazillion books out on it so how do you define leadership and and i know it's so personal to people so tell us a little bit about your your definition of leadership you know, to me to me a leader's role is really somebody that impacts influences others mm. they they drive change and in doing so, that is change to the positive <laughs> for people in their organization. Mm -hmm. It could be for their customers. It could be for their partners. But they see ahead. They, they have a vision. They have a goal. Mm -hmm. They have a purpose. Mm. And they lead others through influence, through support, through coaching, mm -hmm. through empowering and challenging, they lead others to move towards a common or shared vision. Mm -hmm. it, it, once you really get to that common and shared vision, it's important to continually communicate. It's important to continually let them know how that drives the purpose of the organization. And, and, you know, Jennifer, you mentioned again about driving change and, you know, in this day and age, no matter, you know, whether we were in COVID or not, that driving change and that flexibility and adaptability has to happen no matter what size the organization or the organization won't be around. 
So, so then I come to, you know, we talk about leadership and then I always am so curious about the values. When I think about values, I really think about that as kind of our guiding light. It's our North star. And, and when I look at values of an organization, it's kind of how we make decisions as a leader. So I know it's a hard question to ask for only three. Um, tell me, what are your three values? Like what, where's your North star, uh, Jennifer? Yeah, I think to me, it, it kind of comes down to, first of all, integrity. Mm. Like a leader needs to be trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And you are seen as trustworthy by demonstrating integrity. Mm-hmm. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Or explain why you didn't and why it wasn't possible. Build trust through that transparency and openness. Mm. That's first and foremost. Secondly, is to develop true empathy for Mm. others. Mm. Because if leadership is influencing, coaching, empowering others to follow, they've got to be willing to follow, hence they trust you through your integrity, but to have empathy to show that you genuinely care and that you take their concerns in mind as you guide and drive them forward is critical. And I find in this day of rapid change, uncertainty, et cetera, that is more critical than ever. I just want to point out here that you said something really important about the empathy component, and it's that you genuinely care. You can't be BSing about empathy, and you can't be BSing about it really matters to you because people will read right through it. And then if you go back to your first one, which is integrity, they'll be like, no way, throw in the towel. So uh, the genuine is is really, really mm-hmm. important. Yeah, thank you for that. So you've got integrity, you've got empathy. What's number three? The third one is persistence. <laughs> I have throughout my career reflected back to one of my, my first role models had a big poster on the back of his office wall, which was persistence pays off. (laughs) And it is so true. Never give up. If you you have a vision, you have a dream, you've gotten input, you've validated that it's not completely crazy, you have some people following behind you, keep going until it becomes apparent that that's no longer a rational decision. Right. And then that goes back to you you have to recognize that as you're moving forward and you're driving towards change and you've got that vision and the purpose that even if you're driving that way, if you're not reflecting and refocusing and making sure that, in fact, that persistent it, persistence is where you need to head, you, you, you know, you can be persistent, yet you can still be smart enough to shift in that persistence yeah. so that you continue to do what's right for yourself, what's right for the business, what's right for your employees. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So integrity, empathy, well, genuine empathy and persistence. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. All righty then. So, so we touched on this just a little bit in the very beginning. Um, we're going through uh, a little bit of transition and change these days, you know, between the global pandemic and the social awakening and the economic implications 
due to both of them. And, and this is kind of what you do for a living, Jennifer. So, so just give us a little snippet about how you lead through transition and change. Because if you're doing this with other organizations, it has to start with you and it has to start with your own organization. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that for, for you and, and next step? Yeah, it, it's a combination of things. I mean, one is to firstly go inside and get to know one's own self mm -hmm. and really be clear on what is my purpose mm -hmm. and where am I going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And be open to revisiting that because the world is changing quickly. So be in touch with oneself, gain mm -hmm. perspective of what am I really trying to achieve? And what is the right vision and path to get there? Uh -huh. And as a leader, once you see that, then it's really the question of going to the people that you are leading, employees, partners, customers, and building on that level of trust that you've begun to lay through integrity and empathy to share with them your vision, understand what they want to achieve, what is their purpose, mm. and then using empathy and genuine one-to-one -one understanding of each person being different, endeavor to help that person to see how your vision, their purpose, can align together to help them follow in your vision path. Yeah. And, and so as you're saying that, and I'm thinking through it, so your vision and their purpose and what we know for sure is that things are going to shift and change. So it sounds to me, and, and help me understand this better, Jennifer, that it's important to keep touching base with the employees, touching base with your team, touching base yes. with your partners and your customers as transition and, and change is going on to make sure they're still aligned with your vision and their purpose. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we see that both within my own company, but also within all of our clients yeah. that in today's world compared to six months ago, you must touch base with people much more frequently. It's short. Mm -hmm. it, it may not be more than 15 minutes once a day that you have the team meeting, mm -hmm. but it's a 15 minute touch point. It may be a 15 minute one-to-one -one window every week with each employee, just to have a point of touching base. Mm -hmm to understand what has changed, recalibrate as necessary, mm -hmm. and to show people you care. And, and you know, it's those short huddles, those 15-minute team meetings, those 15-minute timeframes. I always, always want the camera on because I want to see. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not the same thing as that in person, and yet there's still, you can make that connection. And it's complicated, and it has to be done because people need to be heard, especially yes. because transition and change really impacts everyone so, so differently. And it's important to make sure that, that we're continually asking those questions so people can continue to trust us that we have their best interest in mind. Yeah. Love that. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, one of the 
the phrases that, that we're using internally now is we need to move towards more humane mm. leadership. Oh, 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 yes, 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 please. Oh, please, please. Let's do that. I, I love that idea. Yeah. And, and people think it's harder because we're on camera a lot. And yet, you know, the human connection is the human connection. And without that, why get up in the morning? I mean, heck, the name of my company is People Think. Well, what do I care about? It's the humane touch point of people. Yeah. Okay. So we know the best leaders are curious and the best leaders are always learning. And, and so what tools and resources do you use to keep on that trending um, front page to make sure that you're like, what's going on in the world to make sure that you're one step ahead of your employees, your partners and your customers. And, and so that you can bring things to them. What do you do, Jennifer? Yeah, it's very different today, probably than, uh, than it was a year ago. I mean, yes, one, I think one of the, the biggest advantages right now of the period that we're going through is it is forcing us all to be active learners. Mm. We, we can't put off until tomorrow learning that new technology or tool. You know, we have to do it in order to survive. So I, I, I'm actually very, very glad about that. I fundamentally believe when it comes to things like innovation and leadership, that the only way any of us can really stay ahead and learn is by doing and trying. I mean, there are wonderful books, there are wonderful courses, there's wonderful MBA programs that, that give you a foundation. And the way I look at it, that's all they give you is the foundation of the knowledge. Learning comes from trying, exploring, and doing. And making mistakes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And embracing that and sharing that with, with others. And in fact, that's, that has been the, uh, a lot of the reason for the growth of the Executive Growth Alliance that um, is in essence a global community of open, committed, brave leaders that are embracing change, mm -hmm. that are defining the future in their organizations and their industries. And we bring them together in small peer groups, hand select people that are dealing with common challenges or shared challenges. We bring them together in small groups, six to 10 people per group. And they come together in a virtual circle so we can mix people from the Bay Area to Australia, to the Nordic, to South Africa, to Central Europe, bring them together, facilitate dialogue mm -hmm. and facilitate active learning by working together to solve a problem, a sock that one of those participants and members brings to each of these circles. Mm -hmm. And the Executive Growth Alliance is a subsidiary of um, Next Step Growth, correct? That's correct. Yeah. It's, it's a service and, in essence, a division of how we work. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about that, when we start thinking about what are some of the tools and resources you bring, so when you have a collective community that's geographically dispersed, um, 
what each of them would bring to the table in terms of knowledge base is so potentially different than others' experiences. And so that alone can help us learn and grow so much by hearing what worked for them, what didn't work for them, um, and how they're really applying, as you just indicated, some shared issues or shared business Mm -hmm. challenges that they're having is, you know, a different way of looking at the world. And so you have a different lens. So that's really fabulous. Um, And so this next question then kind of leads, and it might be almost the same answer, uh, Jennifer, in terms of when you think about the Executive Growth Alliances. So what I'll say is, how do you give your folks development and growth opportunities so that they can continue to be curious and they can continually mm-hmm. learn. So with what you're talking about, that just happens every time the team gets together and begins sharing their experiences. What about some of the people that work on your teams? How do you do that? Yeah, so a lot is through the EGA type methodology where, where we bring people together in small groups and it always starts with sharing of learning. Mm-hmm. What have you learned since we were last together? Nice. Uh, through a problem, a topic, a sock, or an issue. Let's leave with commitment to take action. So that's one way. Other ways are really encouraging people to try something. Mm. I, mean, I always say do something slightly different every day. Mm-hmm. Force yourself to be innovative, try something. It could be as simple as have your cup of tea at two o'clock instead of two thirty. Oh, say it no. <laughs> but get out of the ruts. I mean, just uh, shift mindset. Back when we used to have uh, meetings in uh, in rooms, you know, I would always mix people up. Yeah, you know, make sure the person that always sits on the right, I would put their name tag on the left. <laughs> yeah. Just, Forcing you to think differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And your your brain needs that different activity going on, even if it is that cup of tea 30 minutes later. Your brain will be, ooh, what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. Love it. Okay, good. So you bring the EGA, the Executive Growth Alliance methodology, right into your other part of the organization because it makes sense. Uh, Again, what are the shared learnings? Because that's always Mm -hmm. um, so helpful. Okay, so... um, Last, and of course, not least. So what piece of art or culture or music, literature, anything completely off the wall could be that keeps you balanced and brings you joy? So when I I talk to leaders and I'm out and about figuratively or, you know, more like on on camera, when, when I think about people and why any of us work. I mean, we need joy. We need some happiness in our work. And it's not about party, you know, having a big party and balloons everywhere, but it's about that I feel really valued when I come to work and challenged and I love it. I'm so excited. So what brings you joy outside of work so that you can bring that joy into work? Yeah, I think for me, it's primarily nature and and being outdoors. Mm Mm-hmm. The amount of time I have spent over the last six months walking yeah. uh, is extraordinary. Yeah. And, and it's one of the things I've really come to value during this period is just, it could be a short 40 minute walk in the neighborhood woods, gives so much perspective and reflection time. So for me, that's, that's really what fuels me. And I'm finding more and more that 
when I'm stuck on a problem and I'm sitting at the desk and thinking, gosh, I've got to put this email together, I've got to organize the structure, I've got to finish this business plan, the real answer is, I've got to get the walking shoes on and get outside. <laughs> get the blood flowing. Put some blood into that brain. And and I don't know about you. I'm so much smarter after I exercise. I don't even know what happens. I'm like, I couldn't come up with this idea if I sat at my desk with a whiteboard for the day. I go outside and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, what a smart idea that is. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Why didn't I get out here an hour earlier? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Exactly. Oh, that's wonderful. Love that nature. Yeah. Uh, and get outdoors, get the blood moving, put on those sneakers. Yes, indeed. Good. So Jennifer, thank you. Thank you so much for your insights and your thoughts about leadership. I, I know when when um, I've known you for quite some time and that leadership really is a core of who you are and, and that you bring that very serious thought process into everything that you do. So I really wanted to make sure we had some time to talk about this. And it's really inspiring to hear you know, how you lead, what your values are, how important it is for you to have that gen genuine empathy. And I think in this day and age, um, with, with everybody going through all these transitions and not exactly sure how how to operate, we, we're still trying to all figure it out. Um, to care about people in that way is, is going to be really important for the organization to continue to grow because you'll build that loyalty there too. Mm -hmm. so, so thank you. Thank you so much um, for all those wise, wonderful words you've chosen to, get, to share with us. Thank you. It has been a very, very nice pleasure to be here. So everyone, thanks for listening. I'm Karen Colligan, and you've been listening to Jennifer Vessels, who is the future ready innovator at Next Step Growth. Till the next episode of the Let's Talk Leadership Podcast. Have a good one. And don't forget to keep it real. Music by Poddington Bear. Editing by Mary Lee Williams. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a good one. Bye now.